Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Welcome to episode five of Take It or Leave It. I cannot believe we're on episode five. I know last time I said I was so excited to be on episode four, but the momentum is picking up. I am really enjoying this new investment of my time, really taking this ministry seriously. And I continue to want to give all the glory, honor, and praise to Jesus For those of you who have been to my podcast website, you will see that it says that this is a Christian podcast hosted by a follower of Jesus and that you are going to hear Jesus teachings and powerful testimonies of Holy Spirit encounters and encounters with darkness. Something that I feel that has not occurred yet is a real testimony that I have had uh, regarding Holy Spirit encounters and encounters with darkness, with demons. And I am having those and I can speak intelligently about what that looks like. However, I haven't really dove into those testimonies because I want to make sure there is a foundation. We need to be saved. Souls need to be saved, right? All of us, yours, mine, families, friends, all of us, no one is an exception because we all have souls and our souls live on beyond this body. I want to make sure that anyone listening to this is going to know who Jesus is, why why it was so important for us to be forgiven, why we must ask for forgiveness, why repentance is critical to our salvation and eternity, right? And in doing so, I, I want to focus today on baptisms. Now, I say baptisms because there's two. There's a water baptism spoken in the Bible, and then there's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk about both and why they are important uh, and why one is critical to your salvation and why one may not be. And I want to start with what is a water baptism? So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was not available on earth yet. So followers of Jesus, they were baptized with water. Their bodies were totally submerged in water by a worthy servant of God to signify that they had been cleansed. So again, there are two baptisms. And in Acts chapter 11, Peter remembers the word of the Lord when speaking to the Gentiles uh, about John the Baptist, indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But to read the scripture specifically in Acts 11, starting in verse 15, it says... And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. So uh, Peter is referring to the Holy Spirit coming to earth as the Holy Spirit came to earth for the very first time in the beginning. Then I remembered, who remembered? Peter, the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they became silent. Who became silent? The Gentiles, right? Because Peter is talking to the Gentiles here. And they glorified God saying, then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance 
to life. So here, Peter recalls the word of the Lord, which indicates, yes, there is a water baptism, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, right? So there's, there's two baptisms. So today, the Holy Spirit is on earth. The Holy Spirit came to the earth uh, in Acts as well. God promised the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit arrived in the upper room with the disciples. We have discussed this in previous podcasts. If you're curious about it, please uh, seek your answers and clarity in the book of Acts. That is when this occurs. Uh, But today, why do some get baptized in water? So before the Holy Spirit came to earth, those repenting to the Lord were baptized with water as a visible and public act to confirm their commitment to God. Even Jesus sought out John the Baptist to be baptized with water. We want to be like Jesus Christ, right? That's what we're here to do. We want to follow his example. He's the son of God and he still sought out John for the baptism in water. So clearly it is important if the son of God, right? 100% man, 100% God is still seeking this out. If you look in Matthew chapter 3, and I'll start in verse 13, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Who allowed him? John allowed Jesus, right? He proceeded with the baptism. When he had been baptized, when Jesus had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water because he was submerged in that water. It's a water baptism. And behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So, Not only did Jesus say that it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness, but God himself said, I am well pleased. This was a pleasing thing to God. Don't you want that too? Right? I do. And continuing, when is it appropriate to be baptized with water? It's appropriate to be baptized with water once you have committed to the Lord that you want to live for him. This is a public act. Right? I know today that it's common that they may have private water baptism services, maybe with just you and a couple others, maybe with just you and the one baptizing you. Personally, it's to make a public declaration that you serve God. So to say you want to close water baptism, it shows that you're shameful. Do it in front of people you don't know. Be that example. Declare that you serve the Lord. It's a public act confirming that you live differently, right? We talked about repentance before. Uh, we, it, we talked about how that is a change of mind. You want to be different. You want to think differently. You want to live differently. And the water baptism is just agreeing that, yes, I've done this. I am a servant of God. You have repented truly, and you are committed to carrying out his commandments, all of them, including preaching the gospel. If you claim to live a life for Jesus and you agree that this must be good because Jesus did it, then you will also do it. So is baptism with water a requirement to enter heaven? So while baptism with water is good, it's not required. And I'll give you an example. If a man is on his deathbed and utters repentance unto the Lord, right? He's sorry, change my mind. I live for you, Lord. How is it that he would be baptized with water before his death? 
right? And that's in this specific situation, he cannot be baptized with water. So will the Lord deny him in the condition of his heart? No, this man, though he is on his deathbed, though he is very ill, he has uttered into the Lord repentance, forgive me, right? His heart is in the right condition. It's unfortunate that it took until his deathbed for him to repent, but the Lord sees that. There's nothing in the Bible that says you must be baptized with water to get eternal life. Now, it is required to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. This is the power needed to overcome the world and to witness to others about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in Acts 1, the Holy Spirit is promised. And I'll start in verse 4. It says, In being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. Who's them? That's the disciples. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, the disciples asked Jesus, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has put his own authority but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes to earth in the upper room, right? The disciples start speaking in tongues. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some hearing that said, how is it possible we hear our own tongues, right? Because there's tongues in in, in your own prayer language, but then there's also tongues uh, when you really look into the study, and that's not what this podcast is about, but for the sake of clarity, there's speaking in tongues in your own prayer language, right? It's just between you and God. Uh, But then there's also um, the possibility that you could speak a specific language that you might not know given to you through the utterance of the Holy Spirit. That's a very deep study, uh, and honestly, it's best taught through experience. I'll read about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And it says, again, this is in Acts 2. When the day of the Pentecost had fully come, this was a Sunday, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, this is describing uh, what I just talked about, the, the disciples' experience with the coming of the Holy Spirit, right? Where many witnessed it, some believed, and some thought, oh, they're just filled with wine, right? But it happened. The Holy Spirit came, and it did this, right? If we believe that Jesus is Jesus, then we also believe that this is true. If you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you can and you will speak in tongues. So let's talk about this a little bit more, right? Because we talked about the water baptism. We do that because Jesus did that. It's a public declaration that our lives are committed to him. But then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is not talked about enough in the churches today. It's not. It's the most critical piece that you need to be successful in this world, to resist the enemy, to have power, to truly uh, preach the gospel. And it's not preached enough. So what does it mean to be baptized by the Holy Spirit? This means that we have committed ourselves into the Lord. We've repented our sins and we've opened our hearts for the Holy Spirit to live in us. Why do we need the Holy Spirit baptism? Unless we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, we cannot 
see the kingdom of God. And I didn't say that. Jesus actually said that when he was speaking to Nicodemus. Let's read about that. So it's it's actually when you're baptized by the Holy Spirit, it's a new birth. You're dying to yourself, a new birth. You're living this new life according to the teachings of Jesus. You're committed to doing that. You once lived for the world and now you are living for Jesus. And in John chapter 3, I'll start in verse 3. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, Jesus, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? See, Nicodemus didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. He literally thought you had to come out into the world again from your mother. But that's not what Jesus means. He means born of the Spirit. And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So how do you know if we are baptized by the Holy Spirit? Signs shall follow those who believe. So I want to read in Mark 16, I'm going to start in verse 17. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I've read this verse in several of my podcasts previously. And it's true, the signs will follow. And I want you to notice that it says and. There's two things. He who believes and is baptized. We want the signs to come, right? So we must believe and we must be baptized. We want to be able to cast out demons. We want to be able to speak in new tongues. We want to be able to take up serpents. And if we drink anything deadly, we want to not be harmed by that. We don't want to die. We want to lay hands on the sick and we want them to recover. These are signs of those who believe. These are signs of those who are baptized. And notice that it says, and you must believe and you must be baptized. Jesus is very intentional with his words. He doesn't say and on accident, right? There's times in the Bible where he says then. So one thing must happen, then something else will happen second. But this says and, which means both must have happened. They need to have happened. So Further support that we cannot just believe that God is God and who he says he is and he died for me. We must believe and be baptized. We must get to that place where we repent so the Holy Spirit baptizes us and lives in us, right? Giving us the power to resist the devil. So what happens when you are baptized by the Holy Spirit? Immediate change. For those of you who don't know who Saul is, I'm going to paraphrase this because I want you uh, to make note and learn about Saul on your own. But Saul was someone in the Bible who was real, who hated Christians. He hated Christians so bad he wanted them dead. He, He preached against Christians, against God. 
And God dealt with him. God allowed him to become blind and sent someone to pray for him. And his blindness fell from his eyes like scales and he was able to see clearly. And he ended up being converted to be um, a disciple of Jesus. That immediate change did not come until Saul repented and the Holy Spirit came in him. There was immediate change, right? He literally 180'd. He went from hating Christians to being one and preaching the gospel. And he's a great example of what the Holy Spirit can do. My life is also a great example of what the Holy Spirit can do. I was so timid. This is just one example of a change that happened immediately. I was so timid. I was so scared of public speaking. I could not even go up to the front of my church and share a testimony without shaking, crying. It really happened. It was really embarrassing. But when the Holy Spirit came in me, I became convicted and I was so driven to overcome this fear that I kept putting myself in the front. And I never would have done that unless I felt inclined from the Holy Spirit. I'm just so grateful for that even small change because if I'm so shy, right, how can I even share? How can I even speak confidently? And that's one example of how the Holy Spirit changed my life. But the Holy Spirit presence will not come unless the gospel is preached, right? So I'm baptized by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in me. How is it that I can inspire the Holy Spirit to come so others are baptized in him? right? I must share the gospel. Where two or three are gathered, he is there. Where two or three are gathered in his name, the Holy Spirit will come, right? And the Holy Spirit was sent to earth, and today he is here, and he will come when the gospel is being preached. And in Acts 10, 34, this is Peter who met Cornelius, and he was sharing about the word of God. And I'll start reading in verse 34. Then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know, the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. 39. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on the cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. 
as Peter was sharing, the Holy Spirit came down on the Gentiles. And because the Gentiles lived the way that they lived, people were astonished to see that they were speaking in tongues and praising God. It's because they were baptized by the Holy Spirit. You know, even the Gentiles were baptized with water, right? But anyone can go and be baptized with water. There's no signs that follow after that, except you're wet, but soon you'll dry. And then how can you tell that you will be baptized by water? You cannot. Whereas the Holy Spirit, right, there's a power there. There's something that lingers, something that stays with you, right? They're different. They're different. And that's what Peter was talking about here. The problem with today is that many want to believe their own version of what it takes to get into heaven. Many believe, oh, you can just be a good person. Many believe I was baptized with water. I'm fine. Many believe Jesus will forgive me and loves me anyway. I can live however I want. Uh, But there's many in the mission field who are not truly saved. They're not really witnessing with power. So what I mean by that is they are going, right? They, They are going into the mission fields. They're going to places like Haiti and Africa in their neighbor's house and they're sharing about the Lord but without power and this puts them at risk right at risk of multiple things so one is a spiritual attack so with the Holy Spirit we cannot discern the word of God so we may be investing time in something what we think is good but God is not calling us to right we want to be able to discern the opportunities and we cannot do that unless we can discern the Holy Spirit, and we cannot discern without the Holy Spirit, right? That is a gift of the Holy Spirit, discernment. We must have it. We want to please God. I'm in a ministry with someone who's been in Africa, and he once came back with many stories of witches who attend services. So this is a man of integrity who who shared this, and there are many preachers. They go to Africa, and they share, and I've said it before. When we planned So Does the Enemy, uh, there were witches that came to his service, and he was in the middle of preaching, and the witches, you know, their eyes changed colors. They put you in a trance, and he essentially became paralyzed when standing, and he died. That is something that we must discern and be ready, right? We need the power to resist that and to stand against that, and it's real. It's real. So if you're hearing that and you chuckle and you laugh that you don't think it's real, it is real. I have seen so many things. I may not have been there in person when this happened, but I believe that it happened. I do. I do. Just uh, it further supports why we need power, right? Because when we're in this body, when we're in this flesh, we can be defeated by things like that when we're not being smart, when we're not being wise. As a greater risk, without the interpretation of the Holy Spirit, when we're not baptized by him, this puts you at risk of misleading so many. If you're preaching uh, a message that's 99% correct, it's a fail, right? We need to be 100% correct before the Lord, especially when we are preaching to many. If we're wrong, then the many people who hear us with sincerity in their hearts, they're going to be misled. And do you want to be the one who truly misled somebody else? We want to be right, and we need Jesus to be right. We need the Holy Spirit to be righteous. So I want to encourage you all to really consider your life today. Are you seeking acceptance? Are you seeking peace? Are you confused and need clarity? Jesus is the answer to everything. Spouses will fail you. Friends will fail you. Even your own mom and dad are going to fail you, but Jesus will never fail you when you walk in the light, when you walk in obedience to what he says. And today I've shared about water baptisms and Holy Spirit baptisms, the importance of both. One is critical to be saved 
and that is the Holy Spirit baptism. How do you get to the Holy Spirit baptism? Repentance. I have other podcasts before this that share on repentance and what it is and why it is important. I share on forgiveness and what it is and why it is important. I want you to have this foundation because there are steps that we need to take in the flesh to seal our salvation with the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you all and I hope to hear of many acts of repentance and baptisms and the declaration that your soul is destined for eternal life with Jesus. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.